Good morning. We bring to you today a remote prayer, the gospel, and a reflection on the gospel. Each week, or during the week, if it's absolutely necessary, we will update you as to what is going on in the church and what is going on in our community that you need to know about. Right now, you all are going through a lot of changes. We don't know what's going to happen next when we don't know what's going to be required of us. The most important thing and the most frightening thing, we don't know who's going to get this terrible virus and how are we going to get it. They say they don't know yet. They haven't vetted those who are really trans, 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 <laughs> transmitting it to other people. So we trust in God. We do the things that we're told to do. We try to honestly follow the rules because anything can happen to any, anybody in this life, and I think you all know that. I'm going to start now uh, with a prayer. Lord, in these dark times, we ask you to breathe new life in us, to empower us by your Spirit, that we may be raised to a new life and a new understanding, and to trust that Christ is here to serve us and bring us all through these days in this journey. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we trust. He lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. So today's reading is about the Samaritan woman at the well. It's one of those readings that many of you understand and remember. It's, uh, it's a, water, a water talk again. Let us start with the Holy Gospel of John, the fourth chapter. Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tried, tired out on his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well? And with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. 
The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on the mountain, on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on the mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming, and is now here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Just then his disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking with a woman. But no one said, what do you want for? Why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city. She said to the people, come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They left the city and were on their way to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Surely no one has brought him something to eat. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his work. Do you not say... Four months more, then comes the harvest. But I tell you, look around you and see how the fields are ripe for harvesting. The reaper is already receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life, so that the sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor, Others have labored, and you have not entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from the city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Our Lenten scripture readings are quite beautiful. Last week, we were talking about Nicodemus, and today, with a woman at the well, our Lenten readings are each windows into how, through the gift of faith, God turns us to God's self and transforms us into an abundant, shared, intimate life with and for God. All of our turning to God happens within the fact and grace of God's already having turned towards us. We can say God meets us at our daily wells. Just as Jesus speaks to the woman at the well, revealing how he knows her whole present and her whole past, so also in our encounter with Jesus through faith, he speaks a word to us that reveals his intimate knowledge of each of us. As part of being with us, 
before we ever knew him or are with him now. God is in relationship with us before we are in relationship with God. We are all the women at the well. Each of our wells, the wells of each of us personally, the wells of families and the wells of churches, all of our wells are the sources of life and meaning we look to for survival and purpose. Our wells are located near to the place of promise and gift. Like that of the Samaritan woman returning routinely to her well, near the plot of the ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. For the most part, we miss the gift and the promise because our consuming concern is a practical one, to draw water, to draw life, which we need in the human experience for sustenance and purpose. Jesus comes to us where we are most poor, outcast, most alienated. That's why in our gospel he is speaking to a woman and a Samaritan and a sinner, all three taboo and reasons in Jesus' time to turn away from people and exclude them. In our very selves, our poverty and inability and brokenness, Jesus is there for each of us. He meets us at the well. Jesus meets us where we are. He is the continuation and fulfillment of what God has been doing with human beings throughout all of our history. God led the Israelites by stages into the wilderness where they were placed in an unfamiliar situation to learn about God and to grow in love and trust toward God. But they argued and they fought with Moses and said, give us water to drink. Moses was profoundly upset because the people got People of God had been chosen to save and lead. We're now, we're testing the Lord's decision for them. It's hard for us to trust God and to allow ourselves to be led. We cry out, give us water to drink. During these hard times where we're all self-quarantining ourselves and worrying about what's next, as I said before, it's as if we're crying out, give us water to drink. In fact, I was stunned at how much the water was disappearing in the grocery stores. It's as if all the wells were going to dry up suddenly and we would die of thirst. Give us what we need, Lord, the way we think we need. Be who we are. We think we need. And God already knows that before our asking. God has done amazing things. He concedes. He gives the people what they're grumbling about. But he does it in a way to lure them into a deeper and more trusting relationship. He gives water in a way that really shows how God can make and create from nothing. In a way that clearly shows that God is God. Water from rock. Sometimes we require God to give us and answer us in a way we have predetermined and laid out for God to do. Give us to drink. That's putting God to the test, isn't it? That's trusting in ourselves above God. We know more what God wants for us. But God is with us all the way anyway. God is faithful and steadfast. God is in relationship with us before we learn to be in one with God. When Jesus meets the woman at the well, the faithfulness and steadfast, 
steadfastness of God is revealed to a disarming degree. God comes to us where we are in order to bring us where God is. Through Jesus, God is with us where we are in order to lure us and give to us, to bring us into God's holy life. Jesus reveals to the woman at the well her past, her sin, her brokenness, her six husbands or five husbands, one man. But because Jesus doesn't simply reveal our sin like, I got you, like an I got you moment, instead he shows us how he really does know the deepest part of us, the darkest parts, and the joyful parts, and the saddest parts, and those sorrowful things we've had experienced. There's a tenderness and humility the way Jesus is explaining to her. It's an openness beyond our understanding. It's a way to reveal ourselves without harm. This is what God offers us. We cannot hide away and fatally go to our death thinking we've hidden everything from the world and no one really knows us. What a lonely place to be. God knows us. The woman with six husbands are six times in her life she has put her hope and trust in someone else besides God. She has put her trust that she would have been taken care of and that she would have an everlasting life of, of peace, joy, and the sustenance that she needs. Instead, she has been left empty. If we were all the women at the well, we have also been married a hundred times to things that we have chosen in our life that we believe would bring us what we need. God knows what we need. God will bring us what we need. And during these times, again, I encourage each one of you to believe that, to believe in the deepest part of the recesses of your heart that God knows what we need. God is not cruel, and God is not punished. God opens God's heart to us that we can be filled ourselves with a sense of openness and disarmament. God reaches out to us through Jesus in tenderness. Our condition is so that God loves us and pours into our hearts a sense of God's presence through the Holy Spirit. God has entered into our very thirst and asks us, come, join me. Join me at the well. I am there for you. So let us pray. Merciful God, the fountain of living water, you quench our thirst and wash away our sin. Give us this water always. Bring us to drink from the well that flows with beauty and humility of your truth through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, lives and gives with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.